Hello, red carpet walkers. I'm Lauren Chippen, professional writer who is now a proud owner of a custom lightsaber. Wow, gonna need to see that, Lauren. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Cherokee McAnally, head of entertainment at Tumblr, who would be nominated for best hunter at the Academy Awards. <laughs> And this is Dashboard Diaries, a podcast for you, the folks who are in this internet bunker with us. We talk about what's going on on our favorite hell site, get into what we like to call tumble lore, do fandom deep dives, and share the times when we've gone feral over a new ship. Cherokee, what has your week on Tumblr been like? Oh, well, Lauren, I feel like you won't be surprised in the slightest that my week on Tumblr has been very Last of Us centric. Um, yep. We're closing it on, this, on the end of the season. I'm terrified and I have never genuinely never been so stressed out for an episode of television in my life like this I th I was anyway we'll get to that later but also we have recently uh started doing this thing on Tumblr which I think I talked about last week with uh our last episode with Ant-Man where we do Tumblr today where we pick a different mm -hmm. theme of the day and we kind of like curate a bunch of fan posts about them and last week we did a Jennifer Coolidge theme uh, Love it, and I have to say that was my that was my favorite uh, theme we've done so far. And one of the polls that we did was, "What is your favorite Jennifer Coolidge film?" And I'm wondering, or Jennifer Coolidge Ooh. role, excuse me. So, what is your favorite Jennifer Coolidge role, Lauren? I mean, Legally Blonde. You know, Classic. like I just it just that was the first thing I ever saw her in. The Bend and yeah. Staff is iconic. Can't forget. Uh, yeah. yeah, love it. What about you? I honestly, I think it has to be the same because that's was my intro to Jennifer Coolidge. And just, I mean, it really is the peak. But I have to say, like, her in White Lotus, just truly incredible. I really love, you know, when White Lotus is on, I talked about it maybe for half of every episode during the season. <laughs> so big fan. But then also a small but underappreciated role that I really love is Best in Show. Yes. Right? Oh, she's like, so yeah. great in that movie. Anyway, how has your last week on Tumblr been, Lauren? It's been good. Also, also very Last of Us heavy. I really enjoyed the massive fan art post that Tumblr, one of the Tumblr official blogs, put together of Last of Us art. It was incredible. But also, over the past couple of days, or really just like one day, I guess, my dashboard has been full with the Winchesters. Yes. Because... Huge spoiler for the CW's The Winchesters uh, coming in 54321. Dean Winchester is in it somehow. <laughs> and I, I've i watched all of Supernatural, um, but I have not actually watched any of The Winchesters. I've sort of been watching it through my Tumblr dash. And mm -hmm. this was a curveball. And I just realized, uh, Cherokee, that now I've maybe spoiled something for you because you are in the midst of watching Supernatural, which is I a perfect am. segue. Into, into do you have a supernatural update for us i absolutely do lauren so this week i watched season one episode 13 titled root 666 Ooh. which i love and was the security code on my last credit card so it's not my Amazing. credit card anymore it's not my credit card anymore <laughs> uh <laughs> The like log line for this episode is that there is this haunted freeway essentially where people keep dying. Uh, there's a monster truck, not like the rally kind, like the haunted kind that mm -hmm. is running people off the road and killing them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turns out that essentially like this was someone, this, this truck is haunted by like a very angry spirit who was killed years ago because he was committing hate crimes in the 60s. And someone who he was attempting to kill 
fought back and was able to kill him and all of his friends like covered up the self-defense killing of this man and like uh, pushed his car and him into a lake. And then the house that uh, this lake property is on starts getting renovated and it wakes up the spirit and he goes back and is like revenge killing all of the people involved in his death. And it's a wild episode. Uh, it was really intense. And it also had a Dean hookup. Mm. There was, oh, so like oh the is this daughter, Cassie? Yeah, there was the daughter of this man who was killed. Like, she is the one who calls Dean uh, and Sam in and is essentially like, there's something going on. Like, I know, you know, that you you do ghosty work uh and you know dean is being very like kind of you know secretive about the whole thing he's like yeah we've, mm-hmm. we, we've met to sam and sam is like hmm, how long? and uh <laughs> and it turns out that them casually having dated as they were in a very serious relationship and honestly part of me was like dean stay in this town you've got you've exercised the evil spirit that one that spirit is gone stay with this gal and just live a cute little like small town life Spoiler, I don't think he does, but I (laughs) wanted him too. So big episode, intense episode, and uh, showed a little Dean soft side. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. Of all of Dean's canonical loves, I think Cassie probably is is my favorite, even though we like, I think we only meet her in that one episode, but she, she... they just like had good vibes, you know? It's like she felt like she like clicked with him and stuff. And it's also hilarious to me that her name is Cassie. And then mm. <laughs> later on, we got a different Cass. <laughs> Do we? I'm not. I wasn't aware. We'll find out later then. Oh. Dean wait, has a type. Just, nope. Just got there. Just got there. And yep. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> And now, as we do every week, we've got our dashboard confessionals where we dive into our own archives and dredge up posts from the past. Cherokee, what did you bring to our doorstep today? I have a very, very special post today, Lauren. This one is from March 2015. It is of our Tumblr zaddy, David Karp. Uh, And he's sitting, it's a gif of him with like, burgers flying around and also he's holding a sandwich and also there's a computer next on each side of him and those also have sandwiches on them and the context here i'm not gonna lie please unsure unsure (laughs) about the sandwiches but so david used to do like fireside chats uh as like a little like you know weekly like team meeting and the uh the he would have one computer with like the questions and the other computer just with a graphic of a fire like like a fire like video on it i love that it all come and it was like a little team meeting and uh they would be during lunch so this is a gift that our good friend uh johnny made one of our uh awesome tumblr engineers johnny benson hey johnny made this gift back in the day and uh, it's just a nice little jazzy gift and it kind of reminds me of the denny's tumblr which is a really good heritage tumblr Absolutely. I totally see the yeah. resemblance. I love that. Amazing. Yeah. Jazzy little piece uh, of Tumblr history there. I have a post from seven years ago. This would have been March of 2016. And it is just a comic panel. I have no idea its origin. I don't know if it's real. I assume it's not or it's somewhat photoshopped. But it's kind of a classic like 1960s style comic. And there is a person staring wistfully out the window at a city skyline. And their speech bubble says, I'm really sad that you don't like me, internet stranger. 
So yeah, I just I thought that encapsulated, you know, a lot of experiences online. I I was hoping internet strangers would like me seven years ago. And I'm still hoping now that internet strangers will like me. So you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Couldn't agree more. The years stop coming and they don't stop start coming and they don't stop coming. And I have just saved that to my desktop to make my computer background. So I really <laughs> oh like my that. god, incredible! <laughs> <laughs> this week's Tumblr vibe is a warm, firm hug from Pedro Pascal. Okay, so Cherokee, last episode, we came up with our own Tumblr awards because it is the height of award season. We just had like the WGA awards and the SAG awards and the Golden Globes were earlier this year. And we've got the Oscars this weekend, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But of course, the the award show that everybody's been clamoring for is you and me uh, handing out awards with the help of our listeners and Tumblr followers. Yeah, everyone's been waiting with bated breath. Everyone's tuning in. Bated breath. Yeah. So we are going to run through these categories once again. And this time we're going to be sharing the additional nominees that were added to these categories Mm. for our Tumblr polls based off of things that listeners give us feedback about. So we've got a couple of listener submissions. And yeah, we're going to talk about what we voted for and then tell you what the popular vote went for. Mm. So I'm excited to find out what you voted for, Lauren. I know. All right. So most niche discourse slash best fandom drama. Our nominees are Barbie fandom queen doll beheading. Your realm Classic. shifting wrong. Classic. Hamilton fake writer fake identity, which if you don't know the story, we'll probably tell at some point on the show. Constable Frozen and Sonic for Real Justice. Cherokee, what did you vote for out of these these niche dramas? Pretty Pretty predictably. I voted for Barbie fandom queen doll beheading, one of my favorites. Excellent. One of my favorites. Also because I will say these are pretty niche. I am going to need to know more, especially about Hamilton fic writer fake identity. Uh, didn't, I'm excited to know more. What about you, Lauren? What did you vote yeah. for? Um, I, I also predictably voted for uh, Your Realm Shifting Wrong, because mm-hmm. that's probably one of the favorite discourses I've seen on Tumblr. Um, but our, our winner by popular vote, getting 36% of the vote was Hamilton fake writer, fake identity, which is a wild story that was in poll form the like the quickest way I could summarize what it was. I do think we we ought to do an episode on that and maybe some other like very strange Tumblr happenings that have occurred because it, it's a it's a it's a wacky one. Yeah. Um. But for now, we'll just leave that as a little teaser and uh, hand hand it hand the award to that crazy uh, discourse that occurred many yeah. years ago. All right, up next we have best Blorbo. The nominees are Bucky Barnes, Joel Miller, Eddie Munson, Steve Harrington, Puss in Boots, Dream of the Endless, Linda Carter, and Billy Butcher. So uh, what good, did you vote for? A good for, selection Lauren? of Blorbos. Yeah, right? I voted. I, I Listen, a bunch of these are my own Blorbos, um, but I voted for Linda Carter. Love I just, it. I couldn't, I couldn't not. I love her so much. Who did you vote for? I voted for Puss in Boots. Oh, yeah. interesting. You know, just want to, to mix it up a little, get a little wild. I also feel like a lot of these were my... Blorbos. And if I'm being honest with myself, like genuinely, my current Blorbo is absolutely Joel Miller. Yes. Uh, 
However, I also love that with the popular vote winner, we have Linda Carter. So Tumblr's Blorbo won Best Blorbo. We love to see it. Hi, Linda. We love to see it. Hello, Definitely Linda. We are this at her from uh, from the Tumblr account. <laughs> Absolutely. We love we love you, Linda. We love what you're doing on Tumblr. Um, and yeah, this was actually this was like a lot closer than the other polls. You know, it was it was yeah. pretty it was pretty divided. And pretty- I, while I did vote for Linda Carter, my phone background currently is is Joel Miller yep. on my lock screen and then on my home screen it's Steve Harrington. <laughs> wow, love it. So, well, you know. <laughs> you're a woman of many blurbos. <laughs> my my blurbos are always with me. I'm a woman of many blurbos. <laughs> uh, I will say poor Billy Butcher with zero poor Billy Butcher of the vote. Billy, I love you. You're a blurbo in my heart. <laughs> we love you, but I guess that, you know, there's just not many uh not many fans of not Wait, a lot of Billy blurbos Billy- out there. Is Billy Butcher the butcher from The Boys? From the or, Boys, yeah. Okay. Like, how is, could not, someone not love a gruff, mutt, like, like bearded Australian man in a cable knit sweater? What? Yeah, it's <laughs> excellent. On. Is it? Is Billy Butcher also the name of the zombie in Hocus Pocus? Am I? What? Now I have to look that up. <laughs> I'm totally making oh that God, up. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus in many years. Uh, let me see. It's he, I'm pretty sure he's played by Doug Jones. Uh, yes. William Butcherson, Billy the Butcher. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Double, double Blorbo, I guess. Like, double I Blorbo. Like, I don't know if Billy Butcher from the Hocus Pocus film is anyone's Blorbo, but if he is, please do let us know. I definitely think that Doug Jones is a is a Tumblr Blorbo because he he plays all manner of monsters. Yeah. He's and like Tumblr Pan and Pan's monsters. Labyrinth. And yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, Pan, honestly, Blorbo too. Blorbo with absolutely. eyes in his hands. I like it. You know? We love it. We, we love a creature. We love a creature. <laughs> this next category really surprised me. Wow. Yeah. So it was Most Shippable Couple, and the nominees are Scully Mulder, Merther, Black Bonnet, Steady, Nandor, Calliette, and the Miraculous Ladybug Love Square. And yeah. Cherokee, who did you vote for? So I, I, you know, I voted for Calliette uh, because I just feel like Calliette needs some love. Hashtag renew first kill. And oh, uh, yes. I just, you know, love that show. I will say, though, my, uh, again, Steady is probably my, my, uh, it was a tie. It was a tie, but I went with Calliette. How about you? Yeah. I voted for Merther um, because you can, you know, take yeah. that ship from my cold dead hands, just like <laughs> Arthur's cold dead hands. <laughs> I love a tragedy. And despite our our passion for those ships and Tumblr's passion for many of these ships, the winner was tried and true Scully and Mulder. We love it. You can't go wrong with the classic. I, I, classic. I have to say, I actually was like really warmed to see that because a i obviously am a huge scully Mulder shipper huge x-files fan but it is one of those shows one of those ships that i think i sort of assume like the people who are you know on on tumblr who are shipping those those characters and watching the x-files are people my age and older and i like to think that like maybe the kids are watching the x-files still and like are shipping scully and Mulder. i yeah Yeah. i I hope so And up next, we have best TV shows for making gift sets. The nominees are Stranger Things, 
Santa Clarita Diet, Arcane, Dragon Prince, Severance, What We Do in the Shadows, and Succession. What did you vote for, Lauren? I voted for Stranger Things in this mm-hmm. um, because I spent a lot of time looking at each of these uh, show tags and and specifically filtering the Tumblr search to GIFs so that I could, you know, just look at GIF sets. And there's so many wonderful ones. And if you just uh, go to dashboarddiaries.tumblr.com and search our GIF sets tag mm-hmm. or I think GIF set singular, um, you will see all these incredible GIF sets that people make. And the Stranger Things one, there's just like so many creative interesting gift sets of all different yeah. kinds so that's that that was my that was my vote who got your vote uh well first off more like gift sets am i right lauren uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and my vote i also think pretty predictably was what we do in the shadows uh mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. because uh it's my current it's my current obsession it's my current fixation so which we'll circle back to later as well uh but yeah and also the winner with a whopping 37.3% of the vote is what we do in the shadows. So I guess the people agree. Congratulations. The people agree. Yeah. The people agree. That was that was one of the, I think, the strongest percentage showings in any of these categories yeah. with um, some other strong showings coming in the next two categories, um, which uh, both and, had, had a lot in common, I, w- I will say. And I also just realized for most shippable couple, we put <laughs> Nandor instead of Nandiermo. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Most shippable couple is Nandor with himself. <laughs> that was completely my bad. I I'd been looking in the what we do in the shadows tag for gift sets, and I think I saw Nandor's name a bunch. Yeah. And I don't watch the show, so like I just I. <laughs> oh man, I hope that that didn't uh, sway people's votes in any particular way. I'm sure people knew what I was talking about. Yeah. First off, they absolutely knew what you're talking about, and second off, Nandor definitely is in love with himself, so could be a ship. You know, I've yeah. I've I've gleaned that from yeah. from the the gift sets <laughs> that I've looked at. <laughs> Our next category is memed the most, mm. and the nominees are Breaking Bad, Live Slug Reaction, Tickets to Barbie, Please, Goncharov, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Cherokee, what did you vote for? I voted for It's Always Sunny. How about you, Lauren? I voted for Breaking Bad. Oh. Yeah, love it. I think those are those are two two of my favorite um, memeable shows. But this was a a runaway winner with Goncharov. Yep. Um, which you know you, you got to love a, a homegrown Tumblr organic mm-hmm. meme. It can't be beat. Yeah, we're just but humble farmers tending to our memes. Humble exactly. bloggers tending to our memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> up next. We have always fixating slash best new fixation. And the nominees are Stucky, The Last of Us, Our Flag Means Death, Goncharov, and Heartstopper. What'd you vote for, Lauren? I mean, I stayed, you know, tried and true to my Stucky roots. You, you know, you got to honor where them. you came from. Yeah, I stuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Cherokee? <laughs> I uh, I went with Goncharov. I went with one of our, you know, Ooh. homegrown brand new fixations. And uh, unsurprisingly as well, also based on the last category, we have Goncharov yet again with 37.9% of the vote. Really the- sweeping the sweeping. Uh, Dashboard Diaries sweep. awards these years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, two awards. It's, that's, that's a good showing for Goncharov and what Goncharov yeah. deserves, frankly. 
All right, our penultimate category is best day of the week meme. And this was another surprising one. This was also had a runaway winner. So we have Energy Sword Sunday, Miku Monday, Sweet Fat of the Hog Tuesday, Tuesday again, no problem. It is Wednesday, my dude. Out of touch Thursday, how the fuck is it not Friday Thursday, fingers in his mouth Friday, flat fuck Friday, and radical Saturday. Cherokee, Beautiful. what day of the week did you vote for? I voted for Sweet Fat of the Hog Tuesday. Because I one. like it. Wanted to go with the classic. What it's did so good. you vote for? I went with Flat Fuck Friday. I just love those Jazzy. those pictures of little like flat animals. I think it's <laughs> I think it's really cute. <laughs> and, and who doesn't love some good alliteration? You know exactly. Yeah. But the the clear winner here with thirty six percent was Out of Touch Thursday, which I'll be honest, I didn't see coming, but I love to see it. Did not. I guess we're out of touch, Lauren. We are. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I think this was the one that got the most votes as well. So people really had some opinions here. That's true. It did get the most votes out of any of the categories. And up next, and our final category is Stranger Than Fan Fiction, aka shows and movies that feel like fanfic in the best of ways. Our nominees are Our Flag Means Death, Venom 2, Heartstopper, or other put your own in the tags three blogs and replies so we have venom one was better fanfic than venom two okay i has a fandom hot take hot take hot take and uh someone did don juan talianis uh 1971 mm-hmm. and we got, also have it. in in someone's tags we've got interview with the vampire black sales uh rtd era doctor who which is russell t davies doctor who and oh, yeah. house md which all all wow. very great uh great submissions. So thank you Jefferson Harapai for that because those were some <laughs> some good tags. House MD. Interesting. It did get ridiculous near the end. And it is in some ways fan fiction, right? Because it is me- it is medical Sherlock Holmes. That is that is the the con- house and Wilson set of Holmes and Watson. House actually literally lives at 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 221B his apartment. Did you not know this? I never put that together, Lauren. I am losing my mind. Oh my! He's God. a medical detective. Oh, holy shit! Holy shit! Wow! <laughs> I, 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 I see my face got redder. Like I am <laughs> in shock. <laughs> I have I have been able to 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 share this information for the first time with so many people because I guess like I was really obsessed with the house when it first came out, and I was like also mm-hmm. reading every single magazine I could get about television, and it was something that the creator talked about. But I feel like I'm somehow the only person who, like, has this knowledge. <laughs> Please impart it upon the world. I am truly, like, we may need to take a few seconds. Like, I'm really unpacking <laughs> a lot right now. Wow. <laughs> I lo- I need to rewatch House with that knowledge. Yeah, it is. It Incredible. is fanfic. Yeah, in the best way. I love that. Well, you learn something new every day. Every day. Love to see it. <laughs> Fantastic. What did you vote for in this category? I voted for Our Flag Means Death. A good what one. about you? A solid one. I voted for Venom too. And actually, like I, I do I do understand what uh what that person was saying about Venom One being a better fan fiction than Venom Two. Cause I actually think together yeah. as a sort of set, there's some really fun enemies to lover stuff there. You know, good just monster stuff. But yeah, yeah you you clearly picked picked right. 
our flag means death with a whopping 51.2% of the vote. So everyone's waving their flags. <laughs> the death that, you know, I was really, I don't know. I was really trying to come up with the, with a bit there. I think we made a teacher uh -huh. cut that right on out. <laughs> Um, I was at a, I was at Disney World this past weekend, and we went on the, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And mm -hmm. in that sort of environment, there was a um, Blackbeard flag flying amongst other pirate flags. And my first thought was that I was like, wait, why do they have an Our Flag Means Death flag at Disney World? <laughs> and then I realized, like, oh yeah, it's based off of like Blackbeard's real flag from yeah. history. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, uh, Lauren. If you were to make your own personal flag. What would it look like? What would your pirate ship flag look like? Ooh, great right. question. I'm trying to think of like what it would have on it. I feel like there would be like a cheese wheel on it. I don't know why I'm oh, feeling I like that, that, but I love, that feels I love, right. right? Yeah. What about you? What, what like, would sort of be the main like a symbol wheel of cheese? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason I'm thinking like <laughs> Pippi Longstockings, like with her, like yes. hair kind of braided and up and like the stripy yes. tee because vibe wise, she's kind of a pirate. She's got it going on, and I feel like I have a Pippi Longstocking energy. Also really enjoyed that film growing up. So Yes, Pippi. all those things are true. Yeah. I love that for you. All right, so all of this award giving was in the spirit of award season. As I mentioned, the Oscars are on Sunday. And for our game, I thought it would be fun for the, the two of us to make some predictions around mm -hmm who we think is going to win sort of the the biggest categories and also um, best costume design, which is a category I love. <laughs> Ooh, jazzy. Okay, so for best costume design, we have Babylon, Mary Zophris, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Ruth Carter, Elvis, Catherine Martin, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Shirley Karata, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Jenny Bevan. So, Turkey, who do you think is going to win best costume design? I think it's going to be Ruth Carter for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That it was just breathtaking costume design in this film. Truly incredible. Uh, so that's absolutely my vote for my favorite and also who I think will win. What about you? I am completely with you. I That was going to be my vote as well. So we're going all in on Ruth Carter. Best of luck to you, Ruth. Fantastic. And up next, best original screenplay. The nominees are the band. She's of Sharon, written by Martin McDonough. Everything Everywhere All at Once, written by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinart. The Fablemans, written by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Tar, written by Todd Field. And Triangle of Sadness, written by Ruman Ostelund. Who do you think is uh, going to win? Or who is so, your favorite? Well, I have seen none of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do love, I do love Tony Kushner with all my heart. And I think he's an incredibly talented writer, but I do think based off everything I know from it, I, I haven't actually seen it yet. It's top of my list. Mm -hmm. I think every, everything everywhere all at once is probably going to take this category. What about, what about you? What are you uh, hedging your bets on? So I have seen every film in this category, except for the Fablemans, uh, all truly incredible films. I loved Triangle of Sadness and Everything Everywhere all mm. at once. And I'll be touching on them later because they have multiple nominations. But I do think the Banshees of Inishirin, uh is going to win Best Screenplay. It's a beautiful screenplay. It is very, very dialogue heavy. And when I was watching it, I was watching it feeling like I was watching a Broadway play. Like it really feels like kind of uh, like 
classic play, really beautifully written and beautifully done. So that's my vote. I do really love Martin McDonough. Um, and that's that's an, another movie I would really love to see because he is a Broadway playwright. I mean, he he wrote a bunch oh, of um, yeah, a bunch of Broadway plays, including The Pillow Man, which I never saw, but which I read. And then I didn't fall asleep for like two hours afterwards because it was so scary. Yeah. <laughs> we did a production of The Pillow Man in uh, in college. I was uh, mm. a member of Fordham Experimental Theater. And we, oh, pr- we directed yes. all our own shows. Uh, and I was not in The Pillow Man because I did sketch. But uh, we did a production of Pillow Man directed by a uh, very talented Michael Dahlgren. Hi, Michael, if you're listening. Probably not. Um, <laughs> and it is terrifying. Like, even like this, like, tiny little black box, like, college production I saw of it, I was so scared. So yeah, really beautifully written. It's really beautifully yeah. done. And I Horrifying. see a through line with Banshees of Inisherin as well. Uh, I actually, this is really embarrassing, but I feel this is a safe space to share with you and Absolutely. all these uh, lovely internet strangers. So I, I don't know if I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but like I have this thing where like if something gets too intense or too sad, I will like turn it off. I like, if I can't Mm. handle it, like there are so many things like Mm -hmm. Titanic, I turn off, like I've seen the full film of Titanic, of course, but I turn it off now, right. When Rose says to Jack, when this ship docks, I'm getting off with you. And I'm like, great, beautiful story off. (laughs) And that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the end. And they lived happily ever after. Um, So Banshees of Inishir and had a moment that I was like, I was watching it with my parents home over the holidays. And I was like, I actually can't finish this film so the last 20 minutes of Banshees of Inisherin I have not seen and I had to look up on Wikipedia because it got too intense for me I am I so sorry that. <laughs> that's amazing I listen you know what you know your limits and you take care of yourself exactly. I respect that immensely <laughs> our next category is best lead actress we've got Kate Blanchett for Tar Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrew Riseborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Cherokee, who do you think is going to take this? I think Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, first off, just incredible performance, incredible film. And also, Michelle Yeoh has just been crushing it in Hollywood for so long. Yeah. And it is long past time for her to win an Oscar. And so I think it's going to be a combination of the fact that she absolutely crushed this role and is so deserving of Best Lead Actress in this. And also, she is so deserving of so many more awards. So I really hope... This is the one, and I feel like a lot of Academy uh, voters will feel the same. What about you? Yeah, completely agreed. Again, have not seen any of these movies. <laughs> um, this is maybe a silly game for me to make both of us play, given I've not seen many <laughs> Oscar nominees this year. But yeah, just based off of of her previous work and just you know her yeah. incredible talent, I feel like she's got this in the bag. Yeah, I also think voting based on vibes is completely valid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I think that's how most award shows work. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) And up next, we have Best Lead Actor. And the nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis. And he continues doing the Elvis voice to this day. (laughs) He's stuck. He's trapped. (laughs) Rumor has it. He'll never stop. Uh, (laughs) uh, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Paul Mezcal for After Sun and Bill Nighy for the for Living. Who uh, who do you think is going to win this one? So I have seen one of these movies. I've seen Elvis, 
And Austin Butler was genuinely incredible. So you know what? I think I think I'm gonna throw throw my weight behind him. What about you? Love it. So I have an actual answer and a heart answer. Mm-hmm. Well, even though, well, I'm high. So <laughs> I think Brendan Fraser is going to win for the whale. Yeah. And I really yeah. think it's because first off, I heard I have not seen the whale because I saw the trailer and I was like, that seems really sad. And so I have yet to watch it. But I know that he did like an incredible, incredible, like performance of his career kind of performance. And I also think, again, it is so long time coming for Brendan Fraser to get his like day in the sun uh, because he is just incredible. And uh, so I do think Brendan Fraser will win for best Mm -hmm. lead actor. Uh, But Mm -hmm. my heart vote, not because I've seen After Sun, which I should watch, but I just love me some Paul Mezcal. So, you know, it's hard to pick, but I, yeah, right. So I, I picked I love uh, two of the five. If everyone could win, that would be nice. <laughs> it's, I'm totally with you. And I and I completely agree. I think Brendan Fraser is going to win. And I am just so happy at that prospect because I think he absolutely deserves yeah. it. Um, Austin Butler is young. You know, he's got a whole career ahead of him. He's going to win. Yeah, he crushes point. it. Oh, my gosh. I remember him in the first The Carrie Diaries back in the day. Look at it. Look at oh how my far God. <laughs> Look at how far right? he's going. <laughs> And now the final, the big award, Best Picture. We've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Cherokee, who do you think is going to win? I kind of predictably do think that Everything Everywhere All at Once is going to win. I just, Mm -hmm. it's one of the most creative, beautiful, different, world expanding films that I've seen. And I just really, yeah, I just think it's so unique and something that I've never seen before and so beautifully done. So I do think everything everywhere all at once is going to win, but it is like, this is a packed year. There are some excellent, excellent films, of course, uh, in this category. What do you think is going to win? I'm totally with you. I think I think based off the way that the award season has been going so far and based off everything I've heard from it, everything everywhere all at once is going to win, which makes me really happy because it's a it's, you know, it's not a sequel. It's a completely new story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love seeing that stuff rewarded. So and not to say that there there's a, a couple of movies like that on this list. But um, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm 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 pulling for for them and their googly eyes. Yep. Couldn't agree more. I also, I really loved Triangle of Sadness. This That's the only film on this uh, list that I have seen more than once. I've seen it three times. Oh, so wow. I really, oh, wow. really, I saw it in theaters and loved it. It like came out on streaming and then I watched it and then a friend came over and they hadn't seen it. And I was like, we're going to watch it. So I love That's quite movie. the endorsement. Uh, yeah. Big fan. It is like wild and ridiculous. It's kind of like, it's like in three parts, like kind of like a play. Uh, really enjoyed it. Highly recommend uh, giving it a gander if you haven't yet. Really, really love. And each part is so completely different than the last. It's excellent. Anyway, oh my gosh. I could go on. We could do a whole episode. I loved it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I mean, it sounds like that that is something that's gotten you really in your feels. Yeah. And so definitely. I think it's the perfect time to close out with our feels corner where we talk about what's giving us feels other than triangle of sadness. What's been giving you feels since our last episode? I mean, other than triangle of sadness, I have to go with the last of us because of that final two minutes of this Mm -hmm. week's episode, which like, I'm almost crying. It was like, oh my, it was just so, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. So I'm not like, if you know, you know, it was just that really sweet, like 
moment that everyone's kind of been waiting for between, you know, between our two leads. And I just, I really loved it. And it really like actually had me sitting there for a few minutes after like genuinely in my feels about it. So yeah. What about you, Lauren? I mean, that is, that is such a great, a great one because I will, and you are playing the video game right now, right? I am. I'm still Which... not through the prologue. <laughs> it takes a while there's this one zombie right at the end like the final zombie before you like that you get by and then like something happens and then the prologue begins like i have watched gameplay videos you're supposed to just run by the zombie it's not that complicated but for some reason i can't make it by in time (laughs) i have probably died a hundred times i'm not exaggerating at that part one of my friends offered to come over and get through it for me but i'm like no no I'm, I'm going to do, do it. This. I Listen, I believe in you. I believe Thank in you. you. And that's so relatable. And one of the posts I saw about Last of Us this week was, I, I'll, I'll be very vague about this, but the scene toward the very end when there is a fire occurring, mm-hmm. that particular scene was was so fabulous. And we got to a point in, in the scene where I was like, oh my God, that was so fast. And then I realized like, yeah, because when you play through this scene, Lauren, it takes you fucking forever <laughs> to do the thing that yeah. you need to do. And the first time I played the game, I like I like fundamentally actually misunderstood what I was supposed to be doing in that particular mm-hmm. like level. And so I spent like probably 12 to 15 minutes just like completely missing the point and yeah. like trying to do something that was actually like not achievable. I yeah. I have to say it's been very interesting to see I've played through The Last of Us the video game, I think about, in its entirety about 3 3 or 4 times. And so it's like, I know the game pretty well. And mm. it's been really interesting to see the changes that they make um, from the video game to the to the TV show. And one of the things that really got me this week, this is not a change, but just in terms of like, because I know how the scope of all these characters' arcs go. Yeah. The scene where Joel is has the map and is talking mm-hmm. to those two guys. I, 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 I felt a feeling that like I have not otherwise accessed around the way that Pedro Pascal has played Joel's arc and like yeah. his particular transformation in that scene. And like, oh, yeah, we'll talk about it more next week. I'm oh sure my gosh. because is next week the finale. Next week is the finale. No. <laughs> and I, well, yeah, I'm going to stop talking about that because that wasn't even what I was going to do my feels corner about. <laughs> my feels corner this week is about 911. Cherokee, do you watch 911? I have seen a couple episodes, but I don't watch it. But I know, know. huge on Tumblr, huge ships. Huge on Tumblr. And another one of those shows that, like uh, like Merlin, I uh, sort of watched the gift sets on Tumblr first. And then, like, that kind of got me into the show itself. Because I, yeah. I, I think I misunderstood what the show was. Like, I thought it was, like, a like a cop show and like there's a cop element to it but mostly it's about these first responders and i mm-hmm. love disaster movies you and i have yeah. bonded over this in the uh, past we should do an episode about disaster we movies. should <gasps> yes yes oh and 911 is just like a series of disaster movies it's fantastic mm-hmm. and but it's like a show that i like watched like semi-casually and i forgot mm-hmm. that it was coming back this week and then yesterday i was i was like watch something while i you know eat lunch in the middle of the day to take a break and i, I went to hulu and i was like oh 911 is back amazing i'll put this on and i sort of like i don't know i, I didn't expect to have that many feelings about it but <laughs> the episode ended well actually throughout the episode there's a character on 911 Buck who, like, more so than any other character that is a Blorbo of mine, I love to watch this man suffer. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> this entire season so far, we're like in the just was the- Blurbo. <laughs> But kind of, but like, here's the thing. I want good things for him. Like, I want him to be happy. I want him to be fulfilled. But like, he suffers so beautifully. <laughs> and he's been through so much. And like, so he's he's part of this, you know, this this ship on Tumblr, um, which is, there's like a, there's this, there, there's three, there's three names for men on Tumblr. It's Steve, Eddie, and Buck. <laughs> because yep. we have, we have Steve and Bucky, we have Eddie and Steve, and we have Eddie and Buck. <laughs> oh, and, Jesus. Oh, and then, and then we have Steed and Ed in oh, Our Flag Means Death. God, another episode topic, Lauren. We have, whoa. Yes. That we have to talk about the, the square of Steve, up- Eddie, Buck. Has this been touched upon on Tumblr at all? I made a post about it a while ago. Um, although, actually, wait, no, I think I may have tweeted about it. I don't know that I actually made a Tumblr post about it. I'm going to go copy my tweet Tumblr. over to yeah. Tumblr. Yeah. Do it. Um, <laughs> because it's definitely a thing. So so Buck and Eddie, Buddy, as they're known on on Tumblr, are best friends. And, like, I completely understand why people ship them. I ship them them too. But, like, I'm not necessarily as convinced that, like, it's actually going to happen in the show as other people are. I would love if it happened in the show, but I have no expectations. And also, I love that they're kind of like platonic life partners in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And we like the last sort of large like season arc with the two of them was sort of like Eddie recovering from all this traumatic stuff that happened and really growing as a person and Buck helping him through that. And then the first half of this season, Buck has sort of made some decisions that are questionable. And the entire first half of the season, I was like, he's going to break at some point. There's something's going to happen and he's and the show's going to break him in two. And they did it in such an extreme way in the in the like mid-season premiere. And next week looks bonkers. So like I am back on my 911 bullshit. <laughs> I love watching this man be put in situations. <laughs> and he is in a situation right now. Um and yeah, I I love it. So that's been giving me lots of feels. And I also, because you mentioned uh, mid-season premieres, just have to throw in for 15-year-old me. This last week or two weeks ago was the last Meredith Grey, Grey's Anatomy episode. (gasps) What? She's leaving. And like, she, like the, you know, I don't like, I mean, any, any, any Grey's Anatomy fans know what was going to happen. Like it was, you knew what was going to happen at the mid season finale. And then we knew her last episode, like her farewell episode was coming. Um, but essentially like the plot is that she's moving to Boston to do research. And because one of her daughters, Zola is like a savant, a genius, and is going to be going to like, a like a school for like gifted children, um, because she's already watching surgeries. Cause we know she's going to be a surgeon. Oh my she's God, the incredible. next generation. Um, but yeah, like I've been watching Grey's Anatomy for as long as I can remember. Like it's been, I, I think I started watching around season three or four. So I'm not a season one, a season one, episode one watcher, but I've been watching it forever. I will watch it until it's off the air. Like I just, I'm in so deep now, like I can't, I can't quit. And so that was like, kind of like, it feels really like the end of an era that like Meredith is leaving and they're really pushing this like new intern class as like the new generation and like, you know, I don't like, I know change happens, Lauren. I know it happens, but I'm really <laughs> holding on to Meredith. So I, that really had me in my feels and I knew it was coming, but yeah, we love you, Meredith. Oh, Gray. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, thank, thank you for everything, Meredith Gray. You've done so much for us. Right. And with that, I'm Lauren Chippen and you can find me at thelaurenchippen.tumblr.com. 
And I'm Cherokee McAnally, and you can find me at chero.tumblr.com. This has been Dashboard Diaries, and may your anons always be loving, your dash always refreshed, your gifts always be loading, and your ships always canon. May the fix you're reading always be finished, and the answers you seek always in the reblogs. Thanks for scrolling with us. Thank you.